Okay, uh, we will go ahead and get started. Um, people will still be joining, but we're going to go ahead and get going here. Uh, good afternoon, everyone, and uh, thank you for joining uh, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Northwestern Division for today's Missouri River Basin Conference call. I'm John Remus, Chief of the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division. Eileen Williamson is on leave, and I will be moderating the call today. This call, just now I need to start recording here. This call is intended to provide congressional representatives, tribal officials, state and local government officials, including levy sponsors and emergency managers, as well as the media information on Missouri River Mainstream Reservoir operations and related issues. This call is being recorded and will be placed on the Defense Video and Imaging Distribution Service for media reuse at www.dbidshub. Dot net forward slash unit forward slash usace dash nwd. Your participation acknowledges your consent to be recorded. All lines have been placed on mute. To unmute, unmute, unmute your line to ask a question, press star six. The force mute function does not work on all phones, so please use your phone's own mute function. Do not place the call on hold. We will have a question and answer session at the end of the call. The agenda is as follows. I and my staff will provide an update of inflows, reservoir storage, and release plans. And the Omaha District will provide a summary of drought responses in the upper basin. As I said, my name is John Remus, Chief of the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division. Our office is responsible for regulating the Missouri River Mainstem Reservoir System. I will provide some general remarks, and then I will turn the discussion over to my senior staff for more detailed information. I want to again assure everyone in the basin that the Corps of Engineers remains fully committed to our flood risk reduction mission, protecting people and businesses when we can from significant runoff events that pose a threat to human health and safety. Floods can and will occur regardless of basin or system conditions. This includes ice-induced flooding during the winter freeze-in, and in the spring breakup periods. Due to continued drought conditions over a large portion of the basin, the reservoir levels have declined, making the risk of widespread systemic flooding relatively low. Widespread thunderstorms in the lower Missouri River Basin can and do occur. Runoff from large storms in the lower basin cannot always be mitigated by the operation of the mainstream reservoirs. Further, it is important to understand that the volume timing and location at which the runoff enters the system significantly impacts the timing and magnitude of releases from the reservoirs. Each runoff season or flood event is unique. Care should be taken when comparing one event to another. While the upper basin runoff forecast has improved over the last few months, it is still well below average. System storage peaked on July 20th at 52.1 million acre feet and will steadily decline over the next several months. Brian Larson and Mike Swenson will provide more details as to how this will likely impact operations of the system, but basically we are anticipating continued water conservation measures through 2022 and probably longer. The conservation measures are reduced flow support to navigation and minimal water releases. The Corps of Engineers understands the importance of the Missouri River in providing water for inter-irrigation, 
municipal and industrial uses throughout the basin. We try to operate the system to meet the water supply needs of the basin to the extent reasonably possible. There is pleasantly, excuse me, there is presently and will be adequate water in the reservoirs and in the river reaches between the reservoirs and below the system to serve all, all water supply needs. I want to remind everyone that the Corps of Engineers does not provide or guarantee access to the water. Maintaining access to the water is the individual facility owner operator's responsibility. We will continue to monitor river conditions and weather forecast and make operational adjustments to the extent possible. We will also continue to meet our statutory obligations to operate the Missouri River Mainstream Reservoir System for its authorized purposes as described in the Master Water Control Manual. We will also continue to comply with all laws and the provisions of the 2018 Biological Opinion. I want to again remind everyone that there was no flow test from Fort Peck in 2022. Corps of Engineers remains committed to compliance with the 2018 Biological Opinion, including the Fort Peck flow test. Runoff forecast and projected pool levels that Ryan Larson and Mike Swinson will be discussing are based on the best available information. Actual conditions may be different. Lastly, I want everyone to be aware that this will be our last stakeholder call for 2022. We will be conducting our fall public meetings the week of October 24th. There is a slide at the end of the presentation that lists the meeting schedule. This concludes my initial remarks. Thank you very much. I will now turn the discussion over to Ryan Larson. Ryan? Thanks, John. I'm on slide three. The 2022 calendar year runoff forecast, which is highlighted in red, was slightly decreased to 20.2 million acre feet, or 78% of average, for the upper Missouri River Basin above Sioux City, Iowa. If realized, this runoff amount would be near a lower quartile runoff or the 37th driest in the historical record. I am now on slide four. The slight decrease in the annual runoff forecast is mostly due to the lower than forecasted August runoff in all regions above Sioux City, Iowa, except for Gavin's Point and Sioux City reaches. August precipitation was below normal across much of the basin. Areas of Montana and Nebraska saw as little as 2% of normal precipitation. Wyoming and isolated areas of central Colorado, central Montana, and western South Dakota saw slightly above normal precipitation. The remaining months in the calendar year are forecasted to be below average as drought conditions persist over portions of the basin and the climate outlooks show indications for below normal precipitation and above normal temperatures. Moving to slide five. The left graphic depicts the soil moisture change since June 30th. Soils in North Dakota and Kansas continue to lose moisture with drier than normal soil moisture conditions remaining over much of the basin especially in Nebraska and Kansas, as shown in the graphic on the right. Moving to slide six. These graphics depict the climate outlooks through December. The upper and lower left quadrants show the climate outlook for September, which is indicating increased chances for above normal temperatures and below normal precipitation over much of the basin. The upper and lower right quadrants show the climate outlook for October through December. The temperature outlook is indicating increased chances for above normal temperatures in the lower basin with equal chances for above, below, and normal temperatures in the upper basin. 
the precipitation outlook is showing increased chances for below normal precipitation over the lower basin with equal chances for above, below, and normal precipitation across the upper basin. In summary, the 2022 county year runoff forecast is 20.2 million acre feet, 78% of average. I will now turn it over to Mike. Okay, thanks, Ryan. Uh, Gavin's Point releases average 28,900 CFS in August. Releases are currently 31,000 CFS. Releases will likely remain near that rate or slightly higher over the next several days as needed to meet the downstream targets. Slide eight shows the system storage is currently at 49.8 million acre feet, 6.3 million acre feet below the base of the annual flood control zone. System storage peaked on July 20th at 52.1 million acre feet. Uh, with respect to the monthly simulations, the basic simulation uses the runoff forecast that Ryan just discussed due to the amount of variability in precipitation and other hydrologic factors that can occur over the next several months. We also develop an upper and lower runoff that are then used in the upper and lower basic simulations. These simulations provide a range of reservoir elevations and releases that may be expected under the different runoff scenarios. The discussion to follow will focus on the basic or most likely runoff forecast. Information on the other runoff simulations is posted on our webpage. Moving on to slide nine and looking at the upper three reservoirs. Fort Peck, Garrison, and Oahe are currently 13.3, 2.5, and 12.1 feet below the base of their respective flood control pools. Corpac Reservoir is currently at elevation 2220.7. Releases will be reduced from 8,000 CFS to 4,000 CFS starting on September 16th. The release reduction will result in a stage reduction of a little over two feet at Wolf Point and Culbertson, Montana. Corpac Reservoir will begin to level off after releases are reduced. Garrison Reservoir is currently at 1835. The basic forecast shows Garrison Reservoir declining through September and into the fall. Releases will be reduced from 21,000 to 14,000 CFS starting on September 16th. The reduction in re releases will result in a stage reduction of about two feet in the Bismarck area. Oahe Reservoir is currently at 1595.4. Forecast shows Oahe Reservoir continuing to decline during September. I am now on slide 10, which details the master manual system storage checks. The service level is used to determine releases from Gavin's Point Dam to support navigation, and in combination with the bank stabilization and navigation project to help provide the downstream navigation channel. Releases are currently being set to provide flow support at a level 500 CFS above minimum service. For this service level on the basic simulation, Gavin's Point monthly average releases range from approximately 28,000 to 30,000 CFS. Releases will, be, will depend on downstream conditions. Navigation flow support will be shortened three days from the normal eight-month season based on the July 1st system storage and based on the September 1st system storage check 
Gavin's Point winter releases will be 12,000 CFS. Uh, next slide. Uh, annual energy generation at the main stem dams under the basic stimulation is 7.3 billion kilowatt hours. The long-term average is 9.4 billion kilowatt hours. And the last slide is the Missouri River Basin weekly update, which is found on our website at the address shown on the top of the slide. This webpage gives a general overview of the current conditions in the Missouri River Basin and is updated weekly, usually on Tuesday morning. That concludes my comments. I'll turn it back to Chuck or uh, I guess. Yes, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, Chucklin Williams, are you on? Uh, yes, John. Okay, uh, so we'll turn it over to you. Still there, Chuck? Um, do you hear me now, John? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, as John mentioned, I serve uh, currently in the operations division of the Omaha District of the Corps of Engineers as the Drought Response Coordinator. Now, here's a quick update of the work the team has done so far. You can see on slide 13, and this uh, will go through some of the work we've done so far in addition to some potential future efforts as we plan for 2023. Now, this past spring, our teams at Fort Peck, Garrison, and Oahe, they pulled together an initial list of anticipated drought impacts and develop a plan to mitigate them. To date, we've executed work around several boat ramps along Fort Peck Lake and Lake Oahe in order to ensure that low water access remained at those locations. And we have some follow-on efforts such as silt removal that are, are also likely. Now, the greater shoreline exposure, it's also increased the threat of several invasive plant species or noxious weeds, and the team has already implemented a strategy to defeat them a strategy built upon plans and lessons learned during the extended drought in the early 2000s. Now, going forward, we'll continue to monitor for additional drought impacts through our enhanced coordination with interagency federal, state, and tribal partners. And while the Corps is not authorized by Congress to perform operation and maintenance activities on water intakes, we may provide technical assistance to a local community if it's facing an emergency as a supplement to any state and local efforts. Now on to slide 14, this is a summary of the work that we've completed so far, and it's a better visualization of the extensive geographic scope of the Corps' efforts within the Omaha district boundaries. Now you may recall the heavy rains within the Yellowstone River watershed in mid-June, and that did increase water elevations along Lake Sakakawea for much of the summer and accounts for most of the work this past summer being concentrated along Fort Peck Lake and Lake Oahe. However, with the potential for ongoing and worsening drought conditions existing into next spring, the Omaha District remains vigilant and is prepared to execute drought mitigation efforts throughout the region in support of stakeholders. Thanks again for your time. Thank you, Chuck. Uh, as I mentioned uh, earlier, uh, this is our last uh, call for 2022. We'll resume these calls in January of 2023. Our fall public meeting schedule is on the screen now. We will be getting those October 24th in Fort Peck and Bismarck, the 25th in Fort Pierre in Sioux City, the 26th in Smithville, Missouri, in Nebraska City, Nebraska, and the 27th in St. Louis. Uh, these meeting times are subject to change as we uh, uh, 
try to uh, do some side meetings when we're in some of these areas. And we will have a separate press release as we get closer to the, uh, the actual dates and times. With that, uh, we will begin the question and answer uh, part of the, the call here. Um, let me check the number of people we have online here today. We do have 53 participants presently on the line, so we will uh, divide the question and answers up between the uh, government officials for the first round and uh, the press or the media in the second round. Um, again, beginning, we'll begin with congressional, tribal, state, and local government officials, as well as emergency managers. Uh, and. Uh, We'll fill questions by state alphabetically. Uh, when you ask a question, please make sure to state your name and the organization you represent before asking your question. Again, you'll need to press star six to come off mute. You may have to come off mute as well on your computer. Uh, with that, we'll get started. Are there any questions from uh, government officials from the state of Iowa? State of Kansas. Missouri. Montana. Again, star six, and you may be double muted. Nebraska. North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming. Okay, now we'll go uh, by state for the uh, media or the press. Any uh, media or press questions from the state of Iowa? Kansas? Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, North Dakota, South Dakota. John, this is Jody Heemstra at DRG Media Group and Pier. Yes. I am just wondering if um, one of you could just kind of give a, a recap of where we're at, what we know now about all that, the water from the massive flooding at Yellowstone, kind of where it's at and what sort of, if it's been making any sort of differences in the upper parts of the basin as far as elevations or things, or if it's still pretty much just holding and waiting. Back up to Yes, Jody, where Mike Swinton is going to uh, give you the answer here. That one? That one right there. So, yeah, we had uh, obviously quite a bit of runoff from the Yellowstone flood. That's all been captured into the reservoir system here. Um, you can see that uh, Garrison is sort of out of balance when compared to Fort Peck and Oahe. So 
all the water has been captured from the flood and it will take us a few months to sort of rebalance the storage in the upper three reservoirs. Uh, that'll be done prior to the start of next year's runoff season. Is that something you can work on through the winter even after freeze up or is it something we're gonna go till freeze and then start again in the spring? Uh, we will continue to work on that over the winter, uh, especially with our Gavin's Point releases being low this winter. We'll try to uh, move some water through uh, from Garrison, you know, through Bismarck into the Oahe. It will be dependent on, you know, the river freezing and stuff like that. But generally, we get a pretty good freeze in there and then are able to move some water as we get into January and February. So it should continue. Thank you. Thank you, Jody. Uh, any um, any other questions from South Dakota media? Wyoming. Uh, any final questions from anyone before we adjourn? Hey, John. Just there's two questions in the chat. If you wanted to answer those. Okay, let me pull those up here. Okay, the first question in the chat is uh, from Zach Baker. With Eileen out, excuse me, with Eileen out, will the presentation slides be sent out here shortly? Um, I'm going to ask uh, our public affairs person in uh, in Portland to do this. He could not be on the call today. He had another meeting, but uh, they may not be immediately, but we will get them out there as soon as we can. And then... Uh, the second one from uh, Steve Ingeman, uh, Missouri River Towing, what day will you start lowering flows out of Gavin's Point? Uh, it kind of depends on what's going on downstream, but generally about 10 days before the close of the season, so sometime around the 18th of November, give or take. Any other questions? If not, uh, again, I want to thank everybody for uh, uh, your participation, not just today, but throughout the year. Mm -hmm. As stated before, this is our last call for 2022. And I look forward to seeing uh, many of you at the uh, public meetings in October. Those dates will be posted on our web page and we will be uh, providing further communication on the uh, exact times and places. Uh, we appreciate your participation today and barring any last questions, going once, going twice, gone. This concludes our call. Thank you very much.